Hi, welcome back to Leia's Dead. This is Rodney Allen Trice. We lost our rebel princess. The world seems completely upside down. The empire appears to be winning, but this is no time to give up. Hashtag join the resistance. So, um, for many of you that haven't heard the first half a dozen blog posts were about me re-evolving or evolving or re-evolving after evolving and then again evolving <laughs> um, to find a better and more fitting and um, best use of this blog. And so uh, it, it's really about, you know, as we hit our mid-40s to our mid-50s, especially in the uh, 2015 to 2020 when we are now in a new changing era, not unlike the turn of the century into the 20th century when the Industrial Revolution began. Well, we're in a similar similar industry, work, job, income, economy shift that is uh, being perpetuated by automization and globalization. Uh, two things that it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you cannot escape. Add to it the equation that the environment is absolutely requiring, if we intend to be around 100 years from now, us to change the way we're living in order to adapt to that. Well, we are in full evolution now. And if you do not embrace change, oh, you are going to be a miserable camper. So this one is specifically about the cultural change that in my lifetime, I remember seeing. Now, in 1976, that was our bicentennial, okay? It was also the 70s, so we were in the era of super graphics, which is probably part of what inspired me to become a graphic designer and art director because I loved the 70s bold graphic treatments. You know, super graphics was actually a term for you know, what people would do on their wall with lines and circles and colors and, you know, you name it. It was the 70s. It was fun. So, but in 1976, I remember there being a bicentennial and it didn't seem to matter whether you were a hippie and anti-war and whether you were protesting war or had been protesting war or went to Woodstock or, you know, was a giant pothead and had long hair or whether you were in the military or whether you were just you know, a church folk, white church folk, black church, church folk. It didn't seem to matter who you were. Everybody was celebrating 200 years of the United States and freedom and liberty. And um, uh, so we were all boldly um, proud of 200 years of this place. Patriotism took on, under these new graphics, took on new, bold, interesting varieties. And I do remember right around the 4th of July, my goodness, the red, white, and blue variations on everything. There was a particular motorcycle helmet that was red, white, and blue that I absolutely loved. And not that I had a motorcycle when I was, let's see, at that time I would have been 11. <laughs> But um, I'm pretty sure I had t-shirts that were red, white, and blue, and they had the flag all kind of cool ways. And, and, you know, and it was, there were reasons to be proud to be an American between NASA and our space program. And a lot of the things that 
we as a nation up until that time had developed and were producing for the world. Um, right in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Steele and Westinghouse, producing things for all around the world. And this began to, um, this, you know, Leia's dead, the, the, the evolution of Leia's dead and where I think I've settled in that it can do the most good and be the most beneficial is it's about um, cultural shifts. Things when you hit a certain age that you love and you grew up with and influenced you or made an impact in your life. Things that, that, that stimulated you, like Star Wars or, you know, um, whatever it was for you. And we're watching your band, the bands that you loved and they're all dying or they're not together or whatever. I mean, you know, when Bowie died, oh my God, and Prince, oh my God, I mean... What is going on? I mean, it was terrible. That is, 2016 was an intensely, it was like the death blow to anybody that ever inspired anybody. And uh, so, but I, it's, it, there is something else that, you know, the bicentennial and all this patriotism and love of freedom and blah, 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 you know, there was a unified nature to it. There was a boldness, a bond in it. And so, um, um, so what ended up happening, I mean, what I see now in 2017 with the division in the nation is that we have lost sight of what it is to be proud of in this nation. We have lost sight of what it is that we should um, all get behind. There's a Jeff Daniels video. If you Google search Jeff Daniels Newsroom, uh, America is not great anymore. I am almost certain that it will come up. It's just a few minutes long and in it, He's pushed. It's in the it's in the TV show. It's a, so it's scripted, and in it, he his character is pushed. He first refuses to answer why America is great, and then is pushed to answer. And so he says, "It's not. America is not great anymore." It but, but and he goes down the reasons why, the statistic reasons. Why we rank number thirty something on one thing. We rank number twenty seven on another thing. We're behind so and so in this. That is a an atrocity and he goes down through the list but then he stops and he says but we were we were and in that place he talks about how brave we were how we weren't afraid of things like we are today how we tried things the world watched us and probably half the time was like oh my god are they nuts but we would accomplish these amazing things because we weren't afraid to try. We weren't afraid to push. And so we did. And we came up with bold solutions. We came up with brave um, directions. We changed the world. We made impact. You know, whether it was NASA or computer systems or Apple or media or whatever it was, we were impacting the world and bringing great effect to the world. And there was a lot of reasons to be proud of that. 
But we now stand with a long gap in our past of things that we really haven't pushed forward. And I think, you know, I'm not one to, oh my God, I always hated it, even though I was not a giant video game player. I, the video games, you know, I was the first one in our neighborhood to get the Atari with the cartridge system, the very first cartridge game system that you could buy games and change them out. And, you know, but I was in high school and it was like, okay, two years of that and then off to college. And in college, I was just too busy to have uh, a game system. Plus, you know, then after college, right off to New York City. And uh, please, New York City, when there was a downtown scene and clubs and such and all that, when you were, if you were in the arts, yeah, you had very little interest in playing video games when you could go out and actually exist and dance and party in worlds that looked like video games. <laughs> so, so I never really got into the whole video game thing, but I always hated it when people, and I do remember Hillary at one point saying these games are planting seeds and causing violence and blah, 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 and problems with our children. And, you know, beyond the one comment that I made amongst a few friends because of the chemistry of how our body works. When you are in a fight or flight moment, your body releases adrenaline and other chemicals so that you can fight or get the hell out of there. Thus, fight or flight. So I cannot help but wonder when you are staring at that TV screen, pushing away at your little buttons on your controller, and you are like getting stressed and anxious and oh my gosh, I'm, only, I'm almost gonna get eaten by this monster and whatever, and if you aren't having bits of adrenaline released into your system because of this. I do not know that anybody's done tests. The companies that would likely do these kind of tests would be the video gaming industry. And because they've never done these tests, I suspect that perhaps it does. The problem to me is that if you are just sitting there moving your fingers, then you're not burning off this adrenaline. So that's my only thing. And that's just a what if, and it's a, it's a hypothesis. It's not, I'm not going to go out and say, don't use video games because I have this thought. No, not at all. But I always hated when people blasted video games. So, but here I go with early suspicions about all of social media, including this podcast stuff. Although I think podcasting falls more in the realm of radio broadcast, which we've had forever and you can choose to listen to whenever. It's less, anyway. It is part of social media, so let me not do that. Um, social media has a way of pulling into you closer things that um, are like-minded, that are like you. And then it pushes out things that aren't like you. And they all tell us in the friendliest way, well, see, this is our way of giving you more of what you want. Now, as an artist, oftentimes some of the things that I love the most these days are things that I stumbled upon, found accidentally, or were introduced to in environments that I would not have normally been in. So I'm kind of sad to say that social media eliminates when they do this any possibility that I will accidentally stumble into something that I love. 
so that's unfortunate. But the other thing that I'm believing that I'm seeing is that social media is at probably the biggest fault of polarizing us more and more deeply. That as through Facebook and Tumblr and Twitter and wherever it is that we are, we surround ourselves with more and more and more like-minded people, we are further separating and dividing this nation up into groups and categories that cannot that are going to it's going to take a tremendous amount of work to bring back together back in 1976 when we didn't have so much divisive shit we had a lot less television channels and they were more if it was news it was less opinion and more here's the facts we had people that we could trust walter cronkite for instance Everybody trusted him, Barbara Walters, everybody trusted her. And they took that trust extremely seriously because if they didn't, they would be out of a job. Their power was that people trusted them. Their power was that they reported the news as honestly and truthfully as they could. So we didn't have all these random influences pushing us to opposite sides, and together we celebrated. The eclipse recently was such a moment where it was kind of exciting that we all as a nation, as those, what was it, all of two minutes or two hours to cross the entire nation, whatever it was, it was such a short little gap of time. We together joined together and became one together again, which was kind of brilliant. I have a feeling at some point down the road, we are going to pull out the old Monopoly card. I do remember when I was a kid hearing different times in the news, not often, but often enough I remember hearing about it, that a company that got too large was being brought up into the Supreme Court regarding monopolies and was about to be split up. Nowadays, it feels like our government, <laughs> when a company is getting too large and there's some <sighs> bullshit law getting in the way of them growing bigger, they pay off our elected officials to see to it that that law is removed, bent, changed, so that they can continue to grow large. It is intriguing to me that some of the most passionate and yet <laughs> ill-informed quote-unquote patriots, watch Fox News, which is owned and operated by a man who is a foreigner. Interesting. Anyway, I'm digressing. That's not the point of what I'm talking about. The point of what I'm talking about, though, is we now have a more rabid and more intense patriotism. We have become afraid of oh my God, everything in the world that isn't us. And, you know, back in 1976, did Americans travel enough? No, they didn't. But we weren't afraid of other countries. We were just lazy then. Now, not only are we lazy, but we're afraid to go to these places. That is a problem. That is a very big problem. So, my cultural change here this podcast is less about 
get over the past and embrace the future and change, but it's more about this time. Let's look back at what did make us great and let's realign ourselves going forward more on those terms. It wasn't that we had a military that we could stamp out anybody that we didn't like or that made us scared. Just stomp the hell out of them and kill them. Get them out. Nuke them, as I, we like to say. Seriously? Um, we need to do away with that. Let's stop being so damn afraid of everybody. For a nation that has a military that is the size of the next, what, 20 nations together? I think that it's probably safe for us to stop being so damn afraid of everybody. One. Two, I think that we need to stop finding division amongst ourselves. And let's start using the term melting pot again. There was a point when we were terrifically proud of the fact that everyone was welcome here. To be honest, it was almost like the Europeans that came here recognized the fact that we kind of stole this ground, so let's just make space for everybody and let's benefit by everybody because then we have everything. We have Mexican food, we have Italian food, we have Chinese food, we have you name it. And, and we have all those cultures that mix together and are kind of brilliant. Let's get back to the melting pot. Let's. There are some things that we need to probably revive if we're going to proceed forward in healthy, safe ways. So again, this one's less about let's stop lamenting the past, let's embrace the future. This one's more about let's just take a good, a better, firmer grip on the future and let's guide it better. Let's direct it better. Let's bring back the melting pot. Let's stop being so afraid. Let's, let's embrace change. Let's stop complaining and blaming the poorest among us for sponging off the system, for using too much social security. Because I'll tell you this, it's more white folk that blame black folk for using too much social security money and, and too many of them being on welfare. But the actual statistics, if you search it, there are more white folks on welfare than there are black folks. So let's make sure we get some things straight. With regards to medical care, way back in the day, and I believe in 1976 this may have been the case, someone just reminded me of this, that there was hospitalization. The insurance that you paid for was hospitalization. There was no coverage for medicines. There was no coverage for your doctor's appointments. You went to your doctor and you paid your fee. Your fee was some nominal amount, 20 bucks, 25 bucks, maybe $30 when you go see the doctor. And your medications would cost I don't know, $5, $10, $25 maybe, if it was expensive, 50 or 75 maybe. But what your insurance covered was a full-on medical collapse, hospitalization, hospital coverage. If you went into the hospital, if you had to get surgery, that's what you paid for. The insurance industry since then have gone after every little detail 
going after every little bit and piece of medical everything. We'll cover this much of your doctor, this. And now they're charging us so much more. Doctors are charging us more. Medications are off the charts. <sighs> Let's, if we're going to move forward and embrace the future boldly, Let's start remembering some of the details of the past. Let's not lament them. Let's not wallow in sorrow that this and that is gone. But let's take and remember what was real. For those of you, this is a more recent thing, and it's like this is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. There are tremendous numbers of Republicans that think that Obama was in office when 9-11 went down and they are blaming him for some of the mess. Um, hello, it was your boy Bush. So wake the fuck up and become aware of the fact that we need to remember our history a little bit better. We need to remember how things were and the truth is we're not so wildly far away from when things worked better that we can't put a firm grip on them moving forward and make things better moving forward. Okay, thanks for tuning in to Leia's Dead. There'll be more about cultural changes. Let's let go of the past. Well, unless the past can teach us how to move forward into the future. And let's em embrace moving forward and be excited about it. Okay, I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Bye.